0: Hey there, everybody. It's Dr. P from Integrated Medical Center of Corona here on another podcast, which will be a multi-part podcast covering the field of regenerative medicine. So first things first, what does regenerative medicine mean? What does it stand for and what does it imply? So, you know, the words when you look at it, regenerative medicine means to regenerate, to grow back, to build up. And that essentially is what different components of this field claim to do. So I'm going to, again, as we try to do in all of our podcasts, are make things pretty simple. So the main buzzword that everybody hears is stem cells. Stem cell this, stem cell that. More often than not, we hear about some athlete who had a stem cell treatment and they're doing fantastic. They're back on the field performing, doing really well. And this truly is the case. It does work if it's done correctly. That's the key. You've got to find a doctor or a group of doctors who take pride in what they do. They're ingrained in the community. They've been there for quite some time and actually really care. And I know it sounds kind of hokey, but unfortunately in this field, as with many other uh, fields of, of business, which healthcare is ultimately a business at the end of the day, but it's a business of taking care of people. There's a lot of unscrupulous offices out there who are indeed providing stem cell therapy, but the quality of the stem cells derived have an issue, how the treatment is instituted, which we'll talk about. We're going to talk about the right way to do this, the wrong way to do that. They're out there to make a quick buck, and that's where you have to be careful. So as with most topics, I'm going to tell you basically personal experience uh, with that topic. So about a year and a half ago, I had a meeting set up with a gentleman I was going to meet with and chat about becoming our uh, spine surgeon for our center. His name is Dr. Wayne Chang. Uh, he's very prominent orthopedic spine surgeon in the Inland Empire. In fact, he was uh, one of the big fish over at Loma Linda for quite some time. And I'm proud to say he has joined our group and is now our spine surgeon uh, with uh, his associate, Dr. Gordon for about the last six months. But nonetheless, when I first met him, we were at a meeting with a stem cell company. And the stem cell rep was there, you know, bought us a nice dinner. And basically, they're trying to get you to use their product which ultimately is pretty darn expensive. We'll go over that in a moment. But he was talking about different doctors and they had this result with this patient. A podiatrist had this result with that patient and just kind of going through it, which we patiently listened to. And so my first question was, well, show me the research. Show me the literature that backs up what you just explained to us. And he kind of looked at me and he didn't have a lot to say. And he said, we really don't have any literature to share with you at this time. It's such a new field that there are a lot of ongoing studies, but he just didn't have much literature or things to back up what he said other than just clinical experience and testimonials, basically. So this created a little bit of a problem for me because essentially most of these procedures do cost in the thousands of dollars, anywhere from 1500 to 5000 on up, depending on which body part is necessary to administer the stem cell treatment. So my personal conflict is I really have a hard time telling a patient to spend out of pocket or in any other manner of reimbursement a hefty sum of money, and I couldn't give them some type of, not necessarily a guarantee, but an indication on how well they're going to do. And that's just the conscience that I have and we have in our, our office. Unfortunately, you see a lot of people holding seminars about stem cells, and they're going to have a dinner and explain all about it and how great things are. And, you know, they're going to basically feed you the story that you get from these stem cell companies, but they're not going to guarantee you squat. That's the problem. And again, is, is there a money-back guarantee? No, there's not. Are they going to give you any percentile as far as what percent of patients improve, how likely you are to do well? No, they're going to make it sound like rainbows and, and unicorns if you write a check for them that day. And that's the problem. You have some people that don't necessarily have the same conscientious approach to healthcare that we do. And and that's critical. So the goal is to be well informed. Going to these free lunch, free dinner meetings that different doctors put on to simply gather information is a really good thing. In no way, shape, or form would I ever commit to any type of treatment package or anything that they're trying to promote at these meetings until you've done more research. There's no such thing as a free dinner or a free lunch at the end. They're trying to get you to write a check. So in no way, shape or form would I do that? I would simply go get information and then move on from there. And I'm going to kind of give you some of those pointers right now. So what are stem cells? Basically stem cells are a very primitive type of cell that will grow into any other type of tissue. So I like referring to stem cells as seeds. So if you put a stem cell in an area of cartilage, it should grow into cartilage cells and tissue. If you put it into a ligament, it should grow into ligamentous type tissue. So basically, again, a stem cell is a seed that will grow into other types of tissues and cells in the area that you put them in, if that makes sense. So for example, most treatments, there's various treatments for stem cell, but one of the common ones that we're chatting about is for severe degenerative arthritis or degenerative joint disease or degenerative disc disease, which with those conditions, we're going to have a whole podcast on it in itself. But basically degenerative joint disease, just think of a tire on a car that has a lot of miles on it. You've worn down the tread, you don't see the grooves in the tire, basically that tire is going bald. That is what happens to your joints when you use them for prolonged periods of time. When you get past 40, you start losing a lot of tread on those tires. And what the stem cells do, they basically help you grow more tread. And if you have more tread, you can put more miles on those tires Or if you have more cartilage, you can put more miles on that cartilage. It basically helps, again, like the name says, regenerate the cartilage, ligament, or tissue that you put the stem cells in. Now, that's all fine and dandy, assuming the seed takes, sprouts, and basically grows. That doesn't necessarily happen all the time. And there's a lot of variables that can affect it. So the first of those variables are, again, I go back to stem cells as being a seed. If you were just to grab a seed, I don't care if it's grass or any other seed, and you just throw the seed up on top and you just leave it there and you hope the seed grows. Well, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Let's say it's hot that day, the seed dries out, rots, birds eat it, things like that. Now, on the flip side, let's say you were able to go before you plant the seed Wherever you're going to plant that seed, you get in there and rake back the dirt a little bit. You kind of create a surface for that seed to take. So you clean it up a little bit. Then you put the seed in. Then you add a little topsoil. And then the seed starts to sprout. Once the seed starts to sprout, you add a little fertilizer. Once the seed t- sprouts, it has the fertilizer. It's more likely to take hold, grow, and be a viable product, whatever that seed grows into. That is the same thing here. The problem is those extra steps, the step of grading that dirt back a little bit, creating an environment for the seed, planting the seed, then adding some topsoil, then fertilizing, that doesn't happen in the majority of people that I'm aware of that are doing stem cell therapy. And that's why the outcomes just vary. I'd like to say it's 50-50, but I can't even say that with patients who I've seen who've gone elsewhere for stem cell therapy. So let's get to the hard, cold facts on why this extensive process on helping these stem cells grow doesn't really take place. Well, first of all, this new process or set of processes as far as you know, tilling and prepping the soil, adding the topsoil, adding... The fertilizer, it's new. That's only been around literally for months and months. This isn't something that's been around for years. So I do give some of these docs the benefit of the doubt that they're not even aware this newer way of approaching stem cell therapy is there. Number two, unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, it is a business. And the more things you do for an individual at the same price point eats into the profit margin. So... Some of these docs are, you know, for example, they're charging five thousand dollars to do a knee. Well, the stem cells probably cost about a thousand dollars, so that leaves four thousand dollars for profit. Well, if you add these other procedures into it, again, it costs money. It eats into that profit margin. And many of these providers that are doing the service, you you know, you show up, you write that check, they put that five grand in their bank account, and here you go. Here's your injection. No guarantees. See you later. That's just not the way I like practicing. You know, my office in Corona has been there for about 64 or 5 years. And I see my patients. My patients are like family. I see them at lunch. I see them at dinner. I see people on weekends. So the last thing I'm going to do is have someone spend five grand on a procedure that it's going to come back looking poorly on me that I did not set them up for success. You know, so that's just the way I tend to approach things. The other component here is about the stem cell themselves. Now, there are different types of stem cells. You can get stem cells from placenta tissue from these different banks that actually uh, save the tissue, freeze the tissue. You can get stem cells from bone marrow. You can get stem cells from fat tissue. You can get stem cells from various sources. So there are various quality with regard to the stem cell. Well, guess what, folks? The cheaper the stem cells, the poorer the quality, but again, they're cheaper, so more profit margin for the provider, but worse outcomes. So again, you want to get the most pure, the highest concentration of stem cells you can, so you're more likely to have success with the procedure. So I hope you're starting to get a little bit of a picture here on the field of regenerative medicine, specifically with regard to stem cell therapy. There's a lot of variables that go into it, and my goodness, in the next podcast I throw out there, we're gonna talk about the other components of the treatment. We're gonna talk about what preps the tissue or the dirt. What is the topsoil? What is the fertilizer? What steps after you've had the injection are necessary with regard to any therapy or treatment to help success. Because if you're gonna spend this kind of money, my goodness, you wanna make sure you're doing the post-injectable treatment to make sure you strengthen the joint and give this thing a chance to work. So just in review, information is key. Go to these seminars, get as much information as you can, whether it's online or otherwise. Just question it every single time. Make sure you know some type of personal history about the provider. Ask questions that I'm outlining here. Where do you get the stem cells? What type of quality do you get? What do you do to to set the tissue up for success? All these things, these are questions to ask. But make sure you just don't jump into anything without going through these processes. So in the next podcast, we're going to talk about uh, the treatment itself. And here's the key. This is the tease for the next one. Believe it or not, they have come up with a new test where you pull a little bit of joint fluid out. You submit this joint fluid off to the lab. The lab sends back a test or the test results. And those test results will tell us 90 percentile or better if you will succeed with the procedure. Okay. And that's pretty cool. So now I have confidence where I can look a patient in the eye and say, look, this test is showing us the odds of you improving are high. This is the type of procedure that we should move forward with. Now, remember, that didn't even exist but a few months back. So it's pretty cool. Any questions, please email the questions. Uh, Don't hesitate responding. You can get on anchormobile.com and uh, download the app. You can message me straight from it. Uh, Dr. P-I-M-C-C at yahoo.com for email. Get on our Facebook page, which is Integrated Medical Center of Corona. You can instant message me from there. But ask questions, gang. I hope this is working out for you. It's a huge field of medicine that's coming to the general public. And my huge concern here is we've got a very viable form of treatment where you have opportunistic docs out there who are looking to make a quick buck who are going to give something a bad name and it shouldn't. So I want to make sure people are doing their due diligence, have all the tools they need to make a good decision and move forward. So thank you all very much. I'll be chatting with you in the next day or two. I'm going to kick another one out and we'll go from there. Have a great day. Make it a good one.